welcome to the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. I'm your host, Lupna, and I'm joined today by my co-host, the amazing... I'm Woon Tan. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the founder of Podcast Publishing. I am one of the trios of, of this group. So I'm still part of the group. I know I haven't done a few of the episodes, but yeah, I am still here. Yeah, well, Woon is, is our podcast genie. So he works in the background, making sure that we launch our episodes in an edited form so that you can enjoy them in any way, shape or form that you want to. So the Entrepreneur Sushi Club is a bi-weekly podcast where we give you insight into the personality of successful sushi-adoring entrepreneurs, showing you that success is all about having fun in there with your business without the hustle and the grinding. And boy, do we have an amazing guest for you. And I know, I know, I know. I say this every time we have a guest. But let's be honest, there's something very special about Sushi Adoring Entrepreneurs. So I'm going to keep saying this every time. The amazing Kathy Tate, I do hope I pronounced your name correctly, the also known as the Bold Warrior, all the way from Australia, if memory serves me correctly, is an author, speaker, podcaster, transformative coach, a management accountant. There's something very weird about having transformative code and management accountant in one sentence. We'll, we'll jump into that later on. As the founder of the Bold Warrior Movement, which spreads awareness of alopecia and fights body image social norm, she inspires women globally to start believing in themselves, take back their power, and live authentically by sharing her personal struggles of death, Bullying, I can resonate with that one. Domestic violence, self-sabotage, and single parenthood. Kathy, welcome to the show. Hello. Woo! <laughs> I am so happy to be here. Thank you to both of you for inviting me on the show. I love coming and talking to audiences. Oh, and we love to have you. So for those of you, you can't see it, but Kathy is bold. So just so you know, the bold warrior is actually because that's who she is and how what she looks. So Kathy, but before we jump into that, let's jump into one of the most important questions of the podcast. What's your favorite sushi and why? This one's easy because I do have an absolute favorite and it is tuna and avocado, the good old tuna mm. and avocado roll and the, the best ones, the tuna's got the mayonnaise, you know, mixed into the tuna mix and it's just right. And then I actually worked for a Chinese lady for 13 years. So she taught me how to eat sushi. She taught me with the soy sauce, you've got to put the wasabi in the soy sauce and mix it in. All right, and then dip the sushi in there, and that's how I eat it. I love it. I crave it sometimes, and it explodes up your nose, and that's why I love it. Oof, 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 oof. I'm salivating, and it's quarter past 10 in the morning. (laughs) I would really like some now. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually had the thought to get it and have it here for the thing, and and then it escaped me. So, yeah. But I did have the passing thought. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) One of the things that we'd love to know because origin stories about how you started your sushi journey are so amazing to listen to. Do you remember the first time you were introduced into sushi? I think so. I think so. I think I was in my 20s. And I think I was a bit sort of shy of the seaweed thing because that wasn't really something that we ate at all. 
ever. <laughs> but I actually really liked the seaweed thing. So that was cool, right? So, yeah, I don't remember exactly where it was or exactly my age because, unfortunately, my memory just works that way. But I remember the trying of the new, completely new thing, and that was exciting and that I loved it was even better. And then later, years later, when my friend Karen showed me how to do the wasabi soy thing, that, like, tripled my love for it because it's just so good, right? Tell me you guys, like, do that with the wasabi and soy, right? I do. It's a secret. Maybe I shouldn't be telling everybody because it's like an inside (laughs) secret. I think this is the first one where I've heard anyone mention the seaweed. I think this is the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it would be interesting. Seaweed as in the nori seaweed or the actual seaweed in a salad. No, the nori on the, the rolls. The nori, okay. Because that's the roll, the tuna. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I like just the tuna, but the tuna and avocado is even better because I'm an avocado freak. I love the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes it even creamier, right? I, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So I, I respect that you don't remember exactly when it was, um, but what made you try sushi? Because I am raised in a Moroccan family and for us, fish needs to be baked, cooked, whatever you do it, but you do not eat it raw. So my father still looks at me. I've done something wrong in your upbringing because you're eating raw fish. (laughs) (laughs) But still, I'm a little bit like you. I try to try new things just to say, okay, well, I've never tried it. Let's see what happens. Uh, So do you remember what made you try it? I think that it was unusual. I hadn't really been come to my attention before then and a friend liked it. And so they took me to have it and I really did like it because, you know, it's one of those things sometimes when you're young and you don't always have the confidence trying new things or, or you just sort of mean to and you don't quite get to it. And so I'd always sort of seen the sushi displays and gone, it was really interesting. But, you know, I had a lot of other stuff going in my, on in my life, to be honest. Like trying new food just wasn't really the foremost of my of my head back then. <laughs> but I did eventually come across it with the French. So there, that's, you know, that kind of gives you context to what my life was like. <laughs> so, and on that note, you're a sushi adoring entrepreneur. You wouldn't be a guest on this podcast. How many times do you have sushi? I would like to have it a couple of times a week, but lately I've been lazy with getting out and the whole world gone mad situation. I like to just term it that and leave it at that. So probably I I still would do it once a month at least when I went to a bigger shopping centre for something. But the, the grocery store I go to doesn't unfortunately have a sushi place but there is one where my friend's shop is my friend's also my accounting client and I go and visit her every three weeks or so and I always have sushi on that visit always there's actually two sushi places in her shop where are you where I'm in Brisbane Australia yeah yeah Cool, cool, cool. I love hearing those stories. I mean, I'm a tuna sashimi, so if I have to choose between salmon and tuna, I always just choose the tuna because I love that. I love tuna in my poke bowl too. I just don't like the salmon in my poke bowl. And I'm an avocado lover. I love, love, love avocado. It's just sometimes it's really expensive to get here in the Netherlands, but I love the creaminess and it's very healthy Mm. to have it. So I love those. And I love hearing 
how people got introduced to it because it's one of those things with sushi is someone introduces you to it and depending how they introduce you to it you try it or not and most of our guests up to this point have shared that they've tried the California roll, which is the starter sushi for anyone who wants to go from non-starter to starter because there's not really raw fish in it, um, to try it. And from there, they transition into the actual purest sushi, as Gail would mention it. All right. So now we're talking like shashimi sushi, right? <laughs> oh, because I-, I wanted to tell you about that because that the, the Chinese boss took me to this very expensive high-end 10-star Japanese restaurant and we had shishi, shishi, I'm saying it right. Shishimi, shishimi, is that correct? Shishimi. Sound correct to me. Shishimi. And it was amazing. Oh, my God, it was amazing. I loved it. But I think it was super, super fresh because it was super, super expensive and I enjoyed every bite of it. And that's been my only experience really of that end of the thing. But it, And it is extreme for most people, but I loved it. I'm a convert <laughs> and it's so super healthy. So, yeah. yeah, delicious. Absolutely. So now gets a question that most of our guests really have to think about because they think, oh, that's such a good question. If you, your personality, were a sushi, what would the ingredients be? All right, so it's going to be one of those seaweed cones uh-huh. and it's going to have the long fried sticky up bits, right? I think, I don't know what they're from. <laughs> what they're made of. I'm just well, let's start the with, we start with, the, yeah, we start with the nori. Is there rice yeah, so on the nori? The yeah, that's the cone. There'll be some in the cone, yeah. Okay. There'll be some in there. Okay, cool. It's got to be a bit of rice. That got to be a little bit of that's rice. your base. So, you, you know, you're at least part normal. <laughs> the rest would just be a whole heap of crazy stuff that I love. So there'd be definitely like, avocado. Yes, definitely avocado. Maybe put a prawn in there and got a bit of colour to me. Um, or maybe a bit of beetroot for colour too because I'm a bit wild. You know those beetroot strips they do? So red's my thing, see, you know, because I, <laughs> I can be a bit extreme sometimes. Can't help it. Once they let the cat out of the bag, that was it. <laughs> you, you, said, you said you got fried stuff there. Is that the tempura? I love tempura. <laughs> yeah, that might be where the prawn came in. Tempura prawns, they're my favourite. But I like all the vegetable bits too. Yeah. Can you have that in sushi? Let's do that. Let's just fill the cone with tempura, all different shapes and colours. That's me. Ooh, but now for the real question. What part represents what part of your personality? <laughs> what a great question. I, I know, know you're laughing because it's such a good question. <laughs> so let's start okay. with the tempura prawn. What does that say? The prawn. Tell us about your personality. Right. Well, the prawn kind of eats all the stuff on the ocean floor, right? So that's kind of what formed me. I ate shit for 30 years while I oppressed myself, (laughs) winging this. And that's how I relate to the prawn, right? But at the end, you've got this beautiful, juicy, delicious, sumptuous creature 
ready to cook. So I've just cooked myself. There you go. I'm the prawn. <laughs> I love it. So the carrot or the beetroot? The beetroot's the colour, right? So that's the, my fire because, you know, that's what's kept me going. When I was in my darkest days and been there many, many times, it's my inner spirit, that fire that pulls me back up. And, you know, I get better at allowing myself less time in that bit as I get older. But it's always the fire that brings me back. Cool. So Is there still true. carrot in our hand roll? Um, do you champion carrots, Wayne? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Probably <laughs> more. It's more your sushi. Your sushi. Broccoli. <laughs> That's my sushi. <laughs> Carrots are good for eyesight. So, yeah, let's let's have the carrot. So the carrot can represent that I, I'm aware, that I observe, and that I reflect. Mm. And, and vision, it. right? It's good for eyes. It's, you've got the vision. Yes, yes exactly. The vision. Yeah, that's good one, man. Thank you for that. Yes, I definitely have a big vision. <laughs> we love to help our guests a little bit. So anything, because you said vegetable tempura. Avocado. Mm. I've already missed the avocado. Right. Yeah, probably wouldn't tempura that. I'd probably have that in fresh. Okay. <laughs> but it represents, you know, um, base goodness that our bodies need to survive. Mm. And I believe every person who has a genuine, authentic drive to help people has that base goodness. Ooh. And green for growth. Mm. <laughs> now that is a good save. <laughs> Anything else that makes up your personality, Kathy, that we have missed? I think we'd probably do the soy wasabi thing still with maybe a bit of creamy mayo on the side, but the Japanese mayo, because that's the only mayo I like. Mm. There's something about it that's delicious. And so, you know, the sauces kind of represent the wasabi is probably me being spontaneous because mm. sometimes I just decide things like moving countries and do it in three months. Like oh, I, I've done that three <laughs> times. Um, <laughs> So that's probably the wasabi factor. I've done some stupid, outrageous, great things. <laughs> I love the stupid and great things at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you got to find the, the good side of everything. I'm yep. a big believer in that. And so the soy is kind of the carrier for, for that spontaneity, I guess. It's my flexibility and my flow. I go with the flow a lot. Even though I'm spontaneous, nothing really phases me very much. The only things that can upset me is when I value disagreement with a friend or a family member. Other than that, nothing phases me. I'm flexible. I will just find a solution. That's just how I've evolved myself so I can be happier. Okay. I love it. I love it. So have we, we haven't missed anything yet. Have we up to this point? I think maybe in the tempura, there might be some type of broccolini. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I dare to ask, what does that represent? Well, I actually see little broccolinis and broccoli as trees. They look like Ooh. trees. They represent trees. They represent eating that forest goodness, you know, that growth that shine from the sun because they grow in the sun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all about growth and abundance and health. That makes it quite balanced, I think, my sushi. I, mm. Sounding quite delicious. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm actually, and I'm a visual thinker. So right now I'm visualizing that hand roll. And I think I'm going to enjoy tasting that one. It's good. I've never had broccoli on sushi, but I've had it in Japanese, like rice and noodles. But yeah, not sushi. So I think it's, not it's quite unique. Not Have tempura. tempura? I, I've never had it on tempura. I'm sure there's something long and green. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's asparagus, so it's probably broccoli of some sort. <laughs> no, I've, I've had it in tempura. Oh, yeah. I've had All broccoli. Right, okay. I've, I've had the asparagus too. You're not crazy. I've had it. It does... It does. I'm sure it exists. Yeah, I'm sure it exists. (laughs) In sushi restaurant, most definitely. So, Kathy, we've done the sushi part. Now let's move into you, the bold warrior, because you got to explain to me how come a transformative coach and a management accountant is mentioned in one sentence. I mean, it's the same with me. I, I used to be an IT or and I am a transformative coach and people go, how did you do that? You went with something that's zero and ones to perfect soft. Sense to me. And I'm like, it makes perfect <laughs> sense in my brain. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll relate to me then. Well, uh, funny note, before I was an accountant, I read tarot cards. <laughs> <laughs> So you went from tarot cards to, and, to so, well, I, and then I still read tarot cards while I was an accountant. I used to do it for charity at the local women's centre and I was an accountant at the same time. But the involvement into coaching came when I had my personal growth epiphany and journey, right, and then the decision to take my lessons and help other people. And I did that because I had such a strong drive to help people in the same situation I had been in because I got stuck in it for 30 years, really stuck, because there was no one like me to help me. So that drives me. That's what started this. And creating the Bald Warrior as a brand was me identifying what that meant to me and what it was I wanted to do specifically. And that's boiled down to two things really is, well, three. So that's alopecia awareness. So for everybody out there, alopecia is the technical term for hair loss. And every type of hair loss is a type of alopecia pretty much. I'm going to say pretty much because I don't want to be quoted as wrong. So there are 13 types to my understanding and it is genetic and I got it when I was nine years old. So I've dealt with it for 39 years now this year and it's been a huge driver in my life. So you were sharing with us how you transitioned from first being a tarot card reader to an accountant and then into coaching. And you shared with us that you became a coach because when you were going through your things, there was no one like you and you want to make sure that no one has to go through something similar like you without knowing there is someone there to guide them so that they don't have to spend 30 years struggling and finding things out, but they can go through it much faster and really step into their authentic self wow you are good at this I have never had anybody listen to me once and then be able to say the whole thing back I've had a little bit of (laughs) (laughs) no you're 
<laughs> spot on, babe. You're amazing. Um, yeah, so that's why I created the Bull Warrior Movement. And then that evolved into doing a podcast as well because it gave us a bigger audience as to who I am. And then that's the third purpose was mindset for everybody, not just people with alopecia. Um, all right, so that's where I was. I just remembered alopecia awareness. And I fight social norms. I do not like social norms. I say defy them. (laughs) Everyone defy them. I hate them. They crushed my spirit as a child and I will not have it. So that's my other purpose. And then mindset evolution, as you can see on my, those who are watching the video, I can see on my podcast, that's our theme. So we talk about everything and anything mindset because we believe that is the key to transformation. So we discuss it all, everything to do with it. Yeah, I love that. And I get to pick the topics, which is great fun. Yeah. (laughs) Autonomy, authenticity, role, ladies and gentlemen. So for those that are listening and they may or may not have something uh, like alopecia or body image or whatever the issue is with you, we all have issues that we need to deal with. That is part of life. What are three to five tips that based on your experience, you could share with our audience that they can take away and action immediately? I think that you need to bring yourself to this point of self-acceptance. And I think that's probably the base of most people's struggle. And I think that that comes from a fear of what other people think of us. So that's the thing that you need to get past. That was my great lesson was getting past social norms, what people thought and said, because I've been conditioned to it for so, so long. So that was the biggest thing for me. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's alopecia or a birthmark or a deformity or maybe, you know, your leg got chopped off in an accident. We all do have something that we're really super aware of and it may only be a little thing to other people, but to ourselves, it can be everything. So I understand that. And I know that my tip is a huge, big thing. So maybe it's like five things rolled into one. But that is the secret, that right there. And to get over the fear of what other people think of you, you've got to understand that mostly their reaction is actually a reflection of your self-doubt. And so if you can go and work on your inner stuff, everything else is going to be easier in your life, you know, because you're not going to have this inner conflict or inner doubt or, and, you know, we still all have some, I don't pretend to have it all figured out. I still have arguments with people. I had one today. (laughs) I tried really hard not to get really angry and react really badly. And I managed, so it was good, you know. I've evolved a little bit, but, you know, these things happen. We're all human. So go easy on yourself. That's a good tip. Be kind to yourself because we're not bad people. We just sometimes do bad things and we don't always even mean them maliciously. So don't kick in yourself, forgive yourself and be kind to yourself and try and have empathy for yourself. We like to say, pretend you've got a twin. What would you say to them? How would you treat them if it happened to them? And just stepping aside that little tiny bit can help you be really kind to yourself. Mm. So I think that's a big one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do agree with you. I mean, I've spent quite a few time, quite a few money 
on my own personal development because what most people don't realize is who you are is based on the conditioning that you've had in the very first seven years and by your parents and your caregivers, the people that you've surrounded yourself in those very seven years. And it can happen that people project onto you who they want you to be. And when you grow up, you'll get to know yourself a little bit better. And then you start to see the disconnect between some of those adopted beliefs about who you are and who you truly are. And I, what I love about your movement is that it makes people become aware of, do the work, do the inner work so that you can show up into the world from the inside out instead of from the outside in, because in that way, you're always depended on someone else telling you who you need to be or how you need to show up in the world. And I think that that's such an important message, especially with people that have something that's very visible and whether it's, mm. it's boldness or whether it's a chronic disease or it's in any way, shape or form an impairment that other people consider to be an impairment, to be fair. Mm. It's you. The sooner you embrace that, the better it will be. I love that, Kathy. I really, really am very excited about your movement and I'm looking forward to seeing grow, 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 grow globally because more people need to know. Yes. Let's be honest. I mean, we all need role models. I mean, when I was growing up, I didn't have many role models like me around me because I live in the Netherlands. I was a minority more yeah. than 30 years ago as a little girl. And there was very little to look up to and to aspire to be. So I'm even more mindful of the fact that I can be that person now for someone that is now my 10 year old and looking, okay, what can I be? What can I do? And to get that input from different perspectives. So I really thank you for sharing your message with the world and showing up each and every day. I, I, I think the the self-acceptance piece is such a big one mm. and it's such a long yeah. process to, to go through that. And thank you for sharing that because I think it's not an easy thing to to experience, but like everyone goes through that, and I think it's uh, it's so important to to understand that process and experience it. Lovely. So, yeah. so as we go yeah, towards the end yeah, of our definitely. conversation, Kathy, you have something special you want to share with our audience, don't you? I do, I do, because and it fits because we were just talking about conditioning, right? The conditioning that happens to us as we grow up. And in fact, a lot of conditioning we're not even aware of having happened. And so as we grow as adults and we deal with other traumas and other life events and stuff kind of just gets stuffed to the back a bit and you know stays in the subconscious, and we're not really that aware of it. So my podcast partner, Daisy, has many, many years experience in healing modalities, all dealing in neuroscience. And her and her friend, who's a doctor, have created these uh, empowering audio programs, which are 30 to 40 minute uh, programs you listen to with your headphones. And they're created in such a way with the music and the voice as to unlock and help you reprogram these conditionings. It's very, very clever and it's scientifically based. And if you want to learn more about that subject, follow Dr. Joe Dispenza because he is also doing the same thing, but he's much more well-known. And so there's a lot more information around his name, but that's what they're based in. And so we have picked five areas to focus on to help people that we think are the main areas that 
humanity struggle with as normal everyday people. And the first is the ideal weight. And we've got a version if you're underweight or if you're overweight. But the point of them is, is to bring your body naturally to a weight balance where you should be. And I did it. I did it for 30 days straight. And in three months, I released five kilos. Wow. For just from listening to the audio program every day for 30 days. And then we recommend just still do it three times a week after that. I have to admit that I dropped it and I'm just starting it again three times a week. I got told off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, So we have four other ones, three of which are released. Um, So we've got another one for whole body well-being. So that focuses more on the physical body systems and talks to all your organs and helps your body rebalance itself with the multiple body systems that run inside us. Then we've got one for muscle mass for this is kind of for the boys, you know, especially if they're going to the gym and stuff. This will actually help their body align with those goals and physical activities and actually be you'll come to your ideal muscle mass faster and in a healthy way. And then we actually have created one for financial prosperity called Ideal Prosperity Program. And so that's to help you unlock those blocks around money lots of us have because who grew up with certain beliefs about money? Pretty much everybody. So that focuses on that so you can help bring prosperity and abundance into your life. And then the last one, which is still a work in progress, but we're very excited about is ideal night's sleep. And so it does what it says. It helps you get to sleep and stop the voice. Who's got the voice? I've got the voice. Drives me crazy. So I'm happily testing the sleep one. So we're super excited about those five programs. They're available to everybody on our website, baldandblonde.live. And we also make partnerships with podcasters for them to talk about them on their shows and make an income stream from them and also give their listeners a bit of a discount. So it's a bit of a win-win for three people. And we like to focus on win-wins. That's what we do. So the customer wins, you win, we win. Let's grow together, right? That's our philosophy. I love it. I love it, Kathy. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you for sharing that. I know that it would be very beneficial because as long as we don't rewire some of these conditioning in our brain, there's not going to be a lot of change and let alone transformation. So if you're struggling with any of these things, then uh, consider going to the website and getting yourself one of these programs or maybe all of them. Can I just jump in? I had just had a quick idea because I think you said a lot of your entrepreneurs are coaches. These are really great programs to run your clients on alongside the coaching. So we would extend the podcast to offer to coaches as well. Okay. Awesome. That's good to know. Mm. Woon, any parting question or remark? Well, I think that is amazing what you're offering because like it's such a powerful tool and effective tool. And I worked in audio in, in the podcasting space now for, for a while. And I yeah. think it's a really effective way to, to create partnerships, but also to to bring, um, to make a difference in people's life. And, and also the, yes. the, the few issues that you're dealing with are massive issues and and people really need it this time. And yeah, so I, I'm going to be checking it out. And yeah, awesome. it sounds amazing. So awesome. I highly recommend it. Awesome, yeah. Listening. Well, 
to check we'll, it out. We'll talk to you about coming um, on and partnering with us, Wynn, because you're in the perfect position as a podcast manager. Mm. Um, you're going to love them. They are amazing. This lady, Daisy, I found, I tell you, I just have to say quickly because I'm just so delighted oh, and, yeah. and grateful to have found her. I found her on Facebook in a podcasting group. I put the intention out into the universe to get a podcast partner because I was so unsure of doing it on my own. I didn't know the technical side. And so fear stopped me for about a year and a half. And then I found Daisy and she does all the technical stuff because she used to be a singer. So I was like, woo. And so, yeah, it, and it just ended up being the perfect partnership. So, and then she comes out with these amazing programs to help us monetize. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like I couldn't have asked. I asked for something and I got even more than I imagined. Actually, that's a really good tip for your people. You know, when you vision something, when you dream it up, don't get stuck on how it's going to happen. Yeah. Just have the vision and, and picture it and use your five senses, but don't get stuck on the how because the universe will bring it to you in completely unexpected ways if you allow that energy to come. So, yeah. So true. And that is so it, Kathy, it's thank so cool. you so much for joining us on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure and honour to have you. I have had the most fun, guys. Thank you for having me. I've been on like 15 shows and this was the most fun. I'm giving you 10 out of 10. Yes. Yes. Yeah, awesome questions. And it just, I hope your audience really loves it. And I just want to put it out there. If there's any special training I can give to your audience within that group to help you deliver value, please talk to me because I have all sorts of stuff after 20 years of being an accountant, now being a podcaster, trained as a coach, right? I can deliver all sorts of great things. So that offer is on the table for, for you, babe. Oh, thank you so much. You. I am most definitely going to get get in touch because I've got several communities that um, that we can most definitely do beautiful things together. So awesome. for those of you that are listening, thank you for listening to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. I'm sure you've had as much fun listening to us as we had having this conversation. And we would love, love, love to know what has been your biggest insight or takeaway from the conversation with Kathy. Do take a moment and share it with us in our Facebook group, The Entrepreneur Sushi Club. And you will find Kathy in that group. So if you have any questions or want to connect with her, jump into that group. And you will find the link to this group in the description of this episode. And if you know someone who will benefit from this episode, and I'm sure you do, because we have dropped some golden nuggets here, please do share this episode with them. And we shall look forward to seeing you on the next episode. For now, have fun. Thank you.